The GameCube was cool podcast on the radio is a recorded and produced show from Toronto, Canada. You can support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash the GameCube was cool to find our $1 and $5 a month tier. Special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $5 level. I Rebel, Dean Donian, Jed Winters, Joey Sirico, Resident Evil Collector on Instagram, Wilshire, Link, Marty Thompson, Double Ugly, Bendito Benito, AJ Olson 11, Pixel.Wav, Austin Reynolds, Pedro Marquez, and CubeDude22. From the corner of first and first, the nexus of the universe, it's the GameCube was cool on the radio with Neil Gilbert and Mike Lane on 97.8 KUHB, the Cube FM. gentlemen we are back on the radio welcome to the gamecube was cool hour on 97.8 the cube fm number one on the dial and number one in your hearts my name is neil gilbert reporting live from bowser oil studio our top stories for today the power of the gold coin dips again for the third month in a row meaning that the mushroom kingdom is officially in a recession a local school science project has given hope to the first ever yoshi egg powered car the dry dry desert hospital finally has opened a burn center a few years too late, but better late than never, we always say. And now for some lighter news with sports, where Mike Lane is covering a local turf war matchup between Mario and friends. Mike, what's the buzz around the stadium today? That's right, Neil. Things have gone from bad to worse here at Mario Stadium, where the Mario Sunshines faced off against the Bowser Black Stars. And it is an ugly scene here, Neil. Monty Moe was taken off in a stretcher and looks to be out for the game after taking a nasty pitch to the head by Bowser himself. The bench is cleared and the fans threw thousands of blue shells on Blue Shell Day here at the stadium in what will surely go down as a black, black day for baseball. Neil, back to you. Thanks, Mike. Terrible day to have all the schools go to the baseball game for field trips, but uh, you can't plan these things. We'll be back in just a few moments to talk more about these events and how viewers at home can live stream the carnage. But first, a message from our sponsor. The sun is up, the grass is green. Wario and Luigi just got napped for Grand Theft Auto, which makes it the perfect ingredient for another great baseball season. Enjoy the dog days of summer and get your tickets to Ravelry Night at Mario Stadium when the Luigi gentlemen take on the Mario heroes. It's brother against brother as Mario makes his long-awaited return from the 60-day suspension for performance-enhancing drugs. We saw that one come. Luigi has something to prove after his team suffered an embarrassing loss to the Diddy Redcaps, although the game is still under protest due to the use of bananas in the infield. First 10,000 fans get a free green shell, and first 1,000 fans get a free red shell. Please do not throw green and red shells at players right again. We'll see you in the batter's box. And we're back from commercials. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Cube Hour on 97.8, the Cube FM. Mike, thank you so much for joining me in the studio today. As always, you are looking mighty fine. Oh, thank you. You as well, Neil. It's always good to be here on the radio. On the radio. 
And thank you, Victor, for that lovely opening. Uh, and Neil, this is our third time on the radio. We always do it around this time of year, the summertime. It's a sunshiny day. Uh, Mario Sunshine was, of course, the first time we were on the radio uh, on 97.8, the Cube FM, KUHB. And that was a great time. And of course, we did it again the next year with Mario Kart Double Dash, which was one of our best uh, received episodes ever. We got lots of mail sent in there. I don't know how people are getting our address. I don't know. Uh, and of course, this time we will be talking about Mario Superstar Baseball on the GameCube. I'm really, really excited to talk about it, Neil. But uh, first, we do have some mail. Mike, is it time for our favorite segment? That's right. It's time for the mailbag. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to write into the mailbag, you can do so by leaving us a message on whatever social media platform you follow us on of your choice, or you can send us physical mail. We're not sure how anybody is sending us physical letters, but we appreciate it nonetheless. It's a bit like being back in the 19th century, Mike. I'm a fan. Starting with that Greek guy on Reddit. This is a long one here, so sit back and relax. Just listen to a good chunk of the Strikers episode. I really enjoyed it. The part where you're all talking about the verifying difficulties hit home for me. In college, a popular pastime of the Ultimate Frisbee team that I was on was playing Strikers at the house where we lived in. I graduated in 2020. God, I feel old. So that wasn't when the game first came out. Not only were we playing for fun, but playing for what we called perfect seasons. We'd play the Super Bowser Cup, 14 pool play games, followed by two round tournament for a total of 16 games, and try to win all 16 games in a row with no losses or draws. Oh, and of course, we played on legend difficulty. I was part of six or seven perfect seasons. My first actually being me and one other person rather than a group of four. Lots of communicating between players for things like positioning, item use, and getting super strikes off. Sometimes we'd be playing in a room full of people. I'm talking like 20-ish people who would get super invested in our games and would erupt in cheers when we would score a game tying or go-ahead goal that's exciting it's really exciting especially if you hit a last second super strike to keep the season alive in like game 13 and if you <laughs> and if we're lucky enough to be part of a perfect season you get to write your names along with a date time and captain used on the bar great times all facilitated by this masterpiece of a game sorry for the wall of text but i just had to share my experience wow that's Definitely probably one of the most amazing letters that we've gotten. Uh, That is, it's really funny because we're actually going to be talking about something similar in terms of uh, making the game harder and making it more competitive. But that is so cool. I've never heard of like trying to do perfect seasons on Strikers, but I love that idea. Yeah, I love the idea of playing a perfect game of anything. I, I do that mainly in racing games if I'm going to. Yeah. Like if I if I screw up anything and my time is not perfect, I'll immediately start and reset for sure. But to play a perfect season, that's stressful. Especially like uh like our writer said, in game thirteen, keeping the game alive with a with a super strike at the at the buzzer, that's that's tense. That's so cool. I, I would actually love to watch that. There's yeah. there's something about uh, during the pandemic, we uh, uh, some of my friends and I who were on a softball team and Neil's also on it sometimes we uh, we were playing uh, like the MLB the show, but just simming it and we created our own avatars <laughs> and everything in there. And we were in the World Series and watching it because there was no sports on in like, you know, April of 2020 watching this, like live streaming this to, to all our friends. Uh, it got really intense. Like we were kind of silent for, for, for big stretches, just, mm. you know, intently watching the pitches. Oh, yeah. And, and so I totally understand stuff like this. I, I love it so much. Me too. I'm a big fan of watching the DVD screensaver hitting the corner. <laughs> oh, that's uh, I go nuts when oh, I see that. Hit. Absolutely, Mike. I think we have one more letter in that bag, though. The bag is quite light today. It's a, it's a light bag. Yeah, we, we didn't have it too big because we got a lot to talk about today. But mm-hmm. uh, 
Bintendo Man 89 via Apple Podcasts on USA uh, gave us five stars in their review and says, Recently found this podcast and started from the beginning. Ugh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologies. I'm now on episode 22 and I'm loving it. Informative, funny, with enjoyable guests when they can. I'm excited to keep listening and see how it grows. P.S. Animal Crossing was my favorite childhood GameCube game. Glad it got covered in the first 20 episodes. Well, Man 89 thank you so much for listening. We're glad to hear that you're enjoying the first 20 episodes. It kind of makes me a little sad, though, Mike, because uh, Man is uh, about 80 episodes away from hearing this. Oh, yes, I see. I understand. Uh... Well, that that is too bad, but yeah. well, <laughs> if I get it eventually, they'll be like, "Wow!" Hopefully, maybe, they make it this far. <laughs> well, we only get better in theory. So, uh, I, I do actually want to say one more thing, uh, one more, sure. one more little letter here. This one's on Discord because I just like to shout out our people on Discord. This was Lucas, and Lucas just said that. By the way, I love the podcast, and I listen to it all day long at work. Keep it up. Thank you, Lucas. We also listen to podcasts when we're at work. Music and podcasts, of course, keeping us company through those busy, crappy days at work. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we uh, we bring a little bit of levity and joy to your life. That's really what we're here for. Just you know, bring some bring some uh, entertainment as well as some uh, education on uh, some some good old GameCube games. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Our listeners have been using Manscaped products for the past few months and are joining the millions of people around the globe in the Manscaped community. And for another month, your body hair can be kept under control using our promo code GameCube at checkout. It's officially summertime, and everybody talks about looking good for the warmer months, but few have the balls to do it. Well, it's time to nut up or shut up and take the easiest step to looking sexy this summer by using Manscaped. Manscaped's ultra-smooth package makes sure you have the proper care for down there, and their Boxer 2.0 gives you the perfect stage to show off your new look. These products may make you look hot, but your cleanly shaven nethers will keep you cool, and the Boxer's 2.0 patented pouch technology will keep your boys from turning any beach day into swamp day. Dive headfirst into summer by joining the 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash GameCube. I am a huge fan of the Ultra Smooth Package, which is a specialized three-step groin shaving kit to help you buff, protect, and smooth your most sensitive areas. I'm talking Crop Shaver Razor, Crop Exfoliator, and Crop Gel. This kit is the perfect polish to make your family jewels shine. It's an amazing kit and has become a staple in my bathroom routine. You start with the Crop Exfoliator, infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and keep the skin on and around your groin feeling refreshed. The Crop Exfoliator can help reduce risk of ingrown hairs in your delicate places. Then you move on to the Crop Gel. You want to see where you're shaving with the clear shaving gel designed just for the groin. It's called your delicate area for a reason. This is one place you don't want to go in blind. Then it's time to shave. The Crop Shaver was designed for shaving the groin area with confidence. The razor with three precision blades, including extra wide lubrication strips and a pivoting head for the ultimate groin grooming experience. All three of these vegan, cruelty-free, and sulfate-free products are included so you know your manhood is in good hands and, without compromise, to the environment. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GAMECUBE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code GAMECUBE at manscaped.com. And now, back to the podcast. We're here to entertain and inform. That's right, Mike. We are. So let's kick it right into episode 106 of the GameCube is Cool podcast. New episode every Thursday on all the major podcast services and sometimes on the radio. radio. 
We are the number one GameCube podcast on the radio and the internet. We're here to look back on all 555 North American GameCube games, one by one, sometimes 12 by 12. So far, we have covered 465 games. We're in the final 100 now. You can visit thegamecubewascool.com to check out all the things we've been working on. The website was developed by our very own Mike Lane. That's me. That's him. Last week, we talked about SpongeBob and the five games on the GameCube to celebrate the 23rd anniversary of the series' worldwide release. Mike and I are both very passionate about cartoons, specifically SpongeBob, so if you haven't already, go back and check it out. This week, we're covering the fourth and final Mario sports game on the GameCube, Mario Superstar Baseball. We've already covered Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, and Mario Strikers, so if you haven't already, go back and check it out. Mike, before we jump into Mario Superstar Baseball, why don't we do a little bit of a refresher on Mario Sports as a franchise? Sure, yeah, let's let's uh, let's go through it a little bit here. So I actually have the list of the 12 Mario Sports games, and that's not including uh, Mario Sports Mix. But uh, these are the 12... Actually, no, it is. Never mind. Don't don't listen to me. <laughs> these are 12 uh, Mario Sports games, including the Mario Sports mix. Only 12 that have ever gotten made, which is a little sad, Neil. Feels like in, way more than that. Feels like way more in the 20 years since uh, Mario Sports games have been coming out. But at number one all-time sales, we have Mario Tennis Aces coming out for the Switch in 2018. 3.6 million. Uh, so that's kind of the, that's the, the first one. So as you can see, Mario Sports games don't sell that well. But um, after that, we have Mario Strikers Charge for the Wii in 2007, 2.6 million. Mario Golf Super Rush, which just came out for the Switch last year with 2.3 million. Mario Super Sluggers for the Wii, the sequel to the game that we'll be talking about today on 2008. And 2.3 million for that one as well. Mario Tennis on N64 uh, for 2.3 million. And that came out in 2000, the Mm -hmm. second ever Mario Sports game. Mario Sports Mix on Wii in 2010. Probably the only one here I've actually not really played mm-hmm. but uh one that i always hear great things about coming in around two million copies there mario strikers of course for gamecube 2005 1.6 million golf the first ever mario sports game on the n64 99 which is just a fantastic game yeah. at 1.47 million mm-hmm. mario golf toadstool tour the sequel to that game 1.27 million in 2003 mario power tennis for the gamecube 1.16 million in 2004 and then all the way down here we have mario super Superstar Baseball for the GameCube in 2005 with 1.05 million, the lowest selling sports game. Of course, I didn't include Mario Strikers Battle League in here that just came out a couple months ago because we don't have the sports, uh, the sales data for that yet. But I'm sure that'll probably be around 3 million. Uh, it'll be definitely with the the Switch copies of, of, of uh, golf and tennis. Yeah. And this is probably the most crazy stat, Neil. Hmm. Uh Mario and Sonic at the 2008 Olympic Games sold 13.06 million copies. That's wild. I don't know why. I know that the Mario and Sonic games are quality games. Like, they're good, I guess, B-level Mario games. Like, B-level first-party games. Like, they're never, like, as big as Mario Galaxy or a Mario 3- 2D game. Um, but I know that they are popular and they continue to sell. What happened in 2008 that caused people to i guess maybe that's like when the first time that was the first time they were together oh i guess so yeah that's the that's a big deal that's true that makes a lot of sense i've never bought one of those games but i i do own the majority of the mario sports games i didn't realize it until you read this list i own all (laughs) of them except for the two n64 ones and mario sports mix on wii other than that i own the other nine 
and I don't even play them that much. I just buy them. Like, it's just they end up in my house. Because so. they're just great for, I mean, these, these yeah. are the ultimate party games, right? Yeah. It's so much fun to play. Like, I think Strikers for GameCube uh, more than anything, and maybe Power Tennis are great ones for literally anyone can come over and play them. And you don't have to have any affinity for video games either. They're extremely easy to pick up and just a lot of fun. Absolutely. Like, I that's why I buy them, because it's just like, well, I'll play this yeah. eventually. Like, that's why I just bought Mario Sluggers on Wii and Mario Strikers Charged on Wii the other day just because i was like well i mean they're only going to go up in price and they're fun like they're going to be good i'm, I'm yeah. sure like i'll have friends over one day or you know have some kids sure, at we'll some point like, i'm sure i'll have friends over someday <laughs> for the love of god please um but one one thing that i wanted to talk about uh too just with yeah. stats and with mario sports games is i have here a uh, collection of 10 mario sports games ranked on metacritic this is as of 2022 mm. the top 10 mario sports games ranked uh, number one, tied for number one, it's Mario Tennis and Mario Golf on the N64 with a 91. Uh, next, we have Mario Golf Advance Tour. That's the Game Boy Advance Golf Mario Golf game. And right. then we have Mario Tennis Golf Tour GBA, also 81. Then we start to get into the 70s, already at uh, the fifth best game. Mario Strikers Charged actually has a 79, uh, followed by Mario Superstar Baseball, which we're talking about today, tied with Mario Strikers, which we talked about a few weeks ago, the 76, also tied with Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games uh, 2008. And then finally, we have Mario Tennis Aces on Switch with 75, and Mario Strikers Battle League, which just recently came out, sitting at a 74. So it's interesting, Mike, that most of the Mario sports games that are considered the best of the best uh, came out pre-2010. Uh, this list now uh, includes the handheld games, which I know your list didn't, which mm-hmm. there are actually quite a bit more than 12 Mario sports games if we start including the uh, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, DS, 3DS, and all of that. But uh, we, I didn't want to read that list. Yeah, that's a, that's, a really long <laughs> list. that's a really long list. I think you also may have missed a few Wii U games in there, but the Wii U is barely a console, so it doesn't count. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But uh, But in terms of just Mario baseball in general, Mm -hmm. I mean, personally, Neil, I don't remember uh, this game that much at all. So uh, I remember playing, obviously, MVP baseball. We talked, we had a baseball episode, I think episode 43 or something like that in the 40s there, if you want to go back and check that out. 12 baseball games on the GameCube, Neil. So we had quite a lot to pick from here. Of course, this is... Uh, one of them, but uh, and I own a few of them. I played a few of them, and I don't remember this game too much. I somewhat knew it existed because I believe my cousins had the Wii one, but it didn't really capture my imagination or attention, which is odd because I love baseball and I love Mario sports games. So mm-hmm. in theory, uh, that would go together. But yeah, I I played it a few times before, and I I don't know for whatever reason I didn't really play it too much afterwards or think too much of it until you brought it over, Neil, just a couple of years ago before we started this uh, podcast, uh, mm. uh, before the pandemic, you you got it and we played it and we played it for a few hours straight. It was really addicting. And uh, that was the first time I kind of realized how tight of a game it was and how, you know, it wasn't just a standard Mario sports game. There was so much depth and complexity, of course, with the 32 characters that you could pick from right. was the, the, the big eye opener. Uh, the fact that you could steal bases, uh, yeah. you know, and be in rundowns. It, it was it was such a unique experience coming from, you know, the playing the golf and tennis games uh, of, of that era, which are great games, but they are quite 
I don't want to say manufactured, but you know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, They're definitely made by the same studio. They have the same kind of ideas when they were created. Strikers is a whole other beast that just says no to everything right. and is a hilarious game to play in that sense. But this was like the the, the technical brother. You know, this is like the brother of, of all these games that was just a, a really good game underneath uh, all the layers. Definitely. Like Mario Strikers and Mario Tennis are a bit more of the arcadey side of a sports game, whereas mm-hmm. Mario Golf and Mario Baseball are, I consider them to be a bit more technical uh, when they start to, you know, with, with golf throwing in weather and terrain and everything into it. And then with Mario Baseball throwing in player relationships, like uh, at least chemistry between players, as well as uh, many other factors that go into making a baseball team. Uh, it's just very technical and it's almost like a baseball sim over uh, yeah. an arcadey baseball game. There are some arcadey elements like having chain chomps in the outfield uh, gets to be a little annoying at times. Um, <laughs> but I, I also don't have any memories of Mario Baseball as a kid. I, I honestly don't remember any commercials on TV. I don't no. remember any anything in Nintendo Power magazines or anything on anything like at McDonald's or anything like just nothing. And it's kind of crazy because you and I were both baseball players i started playing baseball at the age of four uh, until i was about 16 or 17 so i we were the perfect market we were in that center venn diagram of kids that like baseball and like mario games so it's weird that the marketing of this game never made it out to us um (laughs) by 2005 i'm trying to think where were we at we we were definitely still thick in the gamecube in the gamecube community like playing double dash and nightfire and melee so i definitely wasn't in that high school break that i took from video games yet so i think for me one of the reasons why i didn't really look at this too much was because of Wii Baseball and with uh, Wii Sports. You know, playing playing baseball yeah. on Wii Sports, which came out with the Wii in 2006, uh, so only a year, basically a year later, mm-hmm. that game, honestly, I love Wii Baseball. It's so much fun. <laughs> There's like, I have a lot of nostalgia for playing that game. For sure, yeah, but uh, 2005 was when this game came out, and I think at that point I was really into... Um like superhero games. I think that's what I was playing a lot of. Sure. And this at this point cuz like this is like Ultimate high Spider-Man. on Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, X-Men was big, Fast Fantastic 4 was big too. So I think that's what my mind was going towards was more the licensed games on the GameCube as opposed to the uh, the first party IP like the Mario games, which at this yep. point were t- were calming down anyway because the Wii was only what a year away at this point. So uh, exactly. I, d- I do have some history of playing a few baseball games back in the day, the MLB games with you and on my PSP. And then the bigs, I remember playing that one. And I oh, really yeah. do get frustrated by playing baseball games. At least I did when I was a kid because I couldn't understand the hitting. I was just terrible at timing swings. <laughs> I'm terrible at timing swings in real life too, honestly. And like in video games, I'm even worse. It's not, not a great time, but the GameCube was home to many baseball games. Like you said, Mike, what was it? 12 major league, 12, yeah. 12 MLB games. And it's kind of fun that like with the switch we're basically seeing the gamecube uh life cycle repeating itself a little bit with all the mario sports games showing up i I have a feeling we're gonna see mario baseball uh on switch before it's all said and done we'll get to that at the end but also just this year we're seeing mlb the show on switch so it's good to see the official mlb baseball game on nintendo hardware again since it's been stranded on sony hardware for the last 10 years or so so it's nice to see that we're gonna start we're gonna uh see some more real baseball games on switch because nintendo doesn't make baseball games anymore at least not with mario and friends no unfortunately not but with that neil why don't you introduce us to mario and friends's baseball uh, efforts on uh, the gamecube <laughs> all right sounds good mario superstar baseball was released on august 29th 2005 a summer game 
Developed by Namco, published by Nintendo, it's a GameCube exclusive, rates a 7.5 out of 10, priced today at around $75. So this is technically not the first Mario Baseball game. Baseball was developed and published by Nintendo, released on December 7th, 1983. Uh, it's now playable on 10 different consoles, uh, from the Game Boy to the Wii U, depending on what you want to play. Uh, the Game Boy version of Nintendo Baseball features Mario in the artwork, and he and Luigi are featured in text in gameplay. So technically, like golf on the NES, baseball is also kind of the seeds of what would eventually become Mario Superstar Baseball 20 years later. In Japan, baseball sold 2.35 million copies on the original Famicom, so a huge wow. hit. Like the sports games on NES and Famicom were massive sellers. Worldwide, 3.2 million copies were sold for the Famicom and the NES, so baseball was a huge hit, no pun intended. We're going to do a lot of that today on the NES. <laughs> a lot of NES and a lot of puns, but uh, uh, now the question is, was that developed by Awada, uh, Koji Kondo, and Miyamoto like golf was? Well, I mean, you're actually half right. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto oh. was the designer of the game, as he was uh, with many of the NES games, but uh, composer was not uh, Koji Kondo, and um, the uh, Iwata was, not, Iwata the was not the developer of the game, sadly, but one of the original NES black box games, Baseball, uh, the uh, prequel to Mario Superstar uh, Baseball on the GameCube, which one day would go on <laughs> to sell 1.05 million, to be exact, copies on the Cube. And one thing that stands out to me right away, Mike, is that this is not a Camelot game, uh, which uh, is the company that made a lot of the Mario sports games back in the day. It's made by Namco. Uh, and I had to look into this and see, like, what other games did Namco make for Nintendo? A lot. They made quite a few, four on GameCube to be exact, four in the arcade, one on Wii, two on Wii U, two Switch games, one 3DS, and one mobile game, all for Nintendo, and that ranges from Donkey Konga 1, 2, and 3 to Mario Superstar Baseball, of course. Uh, they also made the sequel, Mario Super Sluggers. Uh, they also made Super Smash Bros. for the Wii U. The list goes on and on. I had no, I, I really forget how much Namco yeah. does for Nintendo. And if you notice, Neil... All those games, very good games. Like very good. The, yeah. Everything that they've ever made has been quite a hit. Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah, like Superstar Baseball, Mario Kart 8, Super Smash Bros. 4, the 3DS and Wii U one. Yeah, Mario Kart 8, one of my favorite Mario Kart games. 15 in total, and like none of these games are broken. They all work very no. well, and they're fun. And Donkey Kong, like we talked about yeah. a couple weeks ago, yes. just so much fun. It's Namco really hit out of the park, <laughs> pun intended, for, the, for, for these games and this game specifically. Like... Uh, just to start going into this, we're gonna have a color coming on. The, the light's gonna gonna come up soon, Neil, on the on the board here. But <laughs> but while we wait, I want to just go into the the gameplay of this game. Like I said, thirty two characters, which mm. is insane for a Mario game. Like I just want to think think of that for a second because okay. what that means is that thirty two characters who all have to have individual traits who all have to be programmed differently, who all have this kind of chemistry traits as well that we'll talk about later, uh, who all have different teams that they can be part of. There's there's so much stuff that went into having 32 characters. And this was the first thing when, I, when we first played this game, Neil, this was the first thing that really caught my eye. I was like, wow, 32 characters. Finally, I can play a game where I'm not playing uh, or having characters on different teams or the same character on different teams which is something i never liked about the mario games mm. I, I don't like having mario versus mario i think that's stupid mario is one person put him on one team <laughs> uh, and and i love that they were they gave you 32 characters to choose from and that's really where the game gets super interesting is uh setting the game up you know i think that's what makes this game really different from the other sports games uh for nintendo is the fact that so much work goes into choosing 
who you're going to be playing in that that starting nine. And uh, I know this is this is probably the closest thing you get to sim style sports game. And I know for someone like you, Neil, this is probably what kind of takes you out of the game a little bit in normal sim games. But I think with the Mario, like with the Mushroom Kingdom team, right. this makes it so much more interesting because you know these people. You know Mario. You know Bowser's going to be a big hitter. You know mm-hmm. uh, Boo's going to be the tricky one. You know Yoshi's going to be the speedy one. So that's what makes it really fun to actually create these teams. Yeah, as we proved back on every sports uh, episode that we've ever done, I'm terrible at pronouncing sport or athlete names <laughs> is because I, I honestly don't watch a lot of... When no, I do watch sports, I'm really not learning the names of the players. I don't know when players get traded. I like watching sports. Uh, it's just uniforms moving around on the field for me, honestly. Yeah. it's Even though I did play a lot of sports, I really never got into the minutia of it. Um, but you're right. Like it is a good way for me to get into a sports game is if the characters are already established in my mind. And you're right. Like we have that awesome opening video of, of the Mario characters all playing baseball together. I love watching it. It's a nice little serotonin boost. Uh, you've got all the characters, you know, being themselves. Mario sports games are classic for showing the characters, uh, personalities shine. You know, you've got Wario blowing on the ball, trying to blow it foul. I forgot doing that as a kid. We used to try that all yeah. the time, trying to <laughs> blow the ball foul. And, you know, Mario throwing the ball so hard it breaks the uh, the little radar gun that uh, is used in baseball. I love I love how they introduce all the characters together and set up the story in the game. It is a light story, but there is one there. Uh, really good stuff. And the game also had, just with the opening video, the game also had a really good uh, set of TV ads uh, in North America, especially. I was watching some of those on YouTube this week. <laughs> uh, not great for podcasting, but listeners, I highly recommend you go on YouTube and just look up Mario Superstar Baseball TV ads. There are some really good ones. And I just wish Nintendo would go back to that era of using uh, real life mascots in real life. Like there's them yeah, playing baseball. Yeah. They're doing batting practice. Uh, my favorite one is still like you hear a ball get hit out of a park. It hits a car and the car blows up. It's, <laughs> it's just such a perfect timing ad and it's Luigi's car. You find out spoilers, yeah. but it's just such a clever ad that it's not a great ad by today, I guess by today's standards with some of the violence going on in the world, but it's, it's, it's still really fun. Exactly. Yeah. And this, more with this game to just the gameplay I, again it's just so much fun to play i can't i can't overstate that uh, and again there's a lot of time and thought go, going into with, going into your lineup and that's mostly because of the stats because each person has the position stats they have bat speed mm-hmm. they have a sweet spot stat they have fielding ability pitching potential running etc and then there's also captains and having a captain position kind of creates uh, certain unique bonuses. This actually, Neil, reminds me a lot of Double Dash ah. in this sense. You know how the babies can have the chain chomp uh, and Yoshi will have the, his, his egg and, and uh, DK will have his big... Uh, big banana. This is this is similar to here. The uh, for example, picking Waluigi as I do. Uh, you uh, you can get the laser ability that lets you throw really really hard when someone's going to home, mm-hmm. which is just a, a huge thing to have because you can just get people out of home and stop runs. Yeah, and it it lends to the strategy of the game. And and man, like I, all the credit to Namco here, who just realized that they had a really interesting way to create a game and just nailed the the process and nailed the execution of it. Yeah, it was a perfect it was a perfect outing in terms of making a baseball sim and a good engine uh, for a baseball game to run on. But on top of the baseball mechanics in the game, I want to talk about real quick before we mm-hmm. uh, before we bring our caller on, Mike, and that is some of the side games that this game has. Like, there's yeah. a toy field, which is a really fun mode to play. It's kind of like an art. That's really the arcadiest arcadey part of the game is when you're hitting the ball out to the outfield and you score certain points depending on where the ball was hit. Uh, players swap between pitching, hitting, and field. 
fielding, depending on how well you perform. I'm absolutely terrible at this mode, uh, but it's still fun <laughs> nonetheless. I end up with sometimes zero coins, and the NPCs on easy mode end up with 200. I really don't know what I'm doing wrong in this game, uh, but uh, I have fun nonetheless. And the game also has a nice collection of mini games. Uh, one mini game uh, set to each of the stadiums, so there's six in total, and uh, there's some nice little mini games in there. They feel a bit like just Mario Party, uh, I guess, throwaways or Mario Party uh, B sides, if you will. They're all baseball themed, obviously, but there's some nice yeah. ones in there. I, I like the one where you throw the ball uh, through about seven or eight walls and you're trying to hit the golden wall. Uh, you can hit like regular brick <laughs> walls, but you don't want to hit the Bowser walls. So depending on how hard you throw the ball, it'll go through a certain number of walls and you don't want to throw it too hard. Sometimes you want to throw it softer. Sometimes right. you want to throw it really hard just based on holding down A. So they're all really simple mini games, but none of them are going to stand out as your favorite Mario Party game, but it's nice that they're there nonetheless just to pad out the gameplay a little bit more. Yeah, it adds it adds something else to it, which I think is yeah. really important. They could have totally just made this a baseball game and nothing else, but it was nice that they actually added these mini games as an option. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if if we do get another Mario baseball game, Mike, uh, the odds are we probably will just get a bare bones Mario baseball game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think we'll get the some fun mini games. But uh, one thing that is really, really cool about mario superstar baseball i always keep wanting to say super mario baseball i know i'm not sure why they didn't do the super in front of it but for whatever reason mario superstar baseball has an amazing community that has grown in the last 17 years really since this game came out especially with the pandemic uh we've seen uh, a major growth with this community and it's the esport community and yes that's right neil there is an esport community around this baseball game I know, but and we actually have somebody from the Discord channel. He's the mayor of the Mario Superstar Baseball Discord channel. We're just gonna go with that. He's the uh, he's the he's Toadsworth. He's Toadsworth. <laughs> he's, the, he's the general manager of the Mario Superstar Baseball uh, Association League on Discord, Mike. And I think he's waiting on the line right now. So why don't you welcome our caller onto the show? That's right, Neil. Today's caller is a very special one. We want to welcome Little Cokes on the line today, who is an admin on the Mario Superstar Baseball Discord and also leads the modding development and runs tournaments. We are extremely excited to have him on today. But before we get into some Mario Baseball talk, we have to ask you a question that we ask all our first time callers. And that is, did you own a GameCube back in the day? I did, in fact, own a GameCube, yes. Yeah. Didn't really play much Mario Baseball on it, though, fun fact. I was more of like a Mario Kart, Smash Bros, Luigi's Mansion kid. I didn't really get back into Mario Baseball until my friends introduced me to it. Nice, nice. And what color was that GameCube? Oh, if I can remember. Uh, silver, I think? I might be making that up, though, but I think it was silver. There's, so there's only four colors to pick from, okay. and silver is one All of them. All right, cool. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then our last question uh, to follow up for that is... Did your parents have the foresight to buy you a memory card with that system? Yes, um, and I do still have one of them. Nice, nice. Well, of course, we did bring you on today to talk about uh, Mario Superstar Baseball. So what are your first memories of it? You said that you didn't actually play it really on the GameCube, but when did you kind of first get introduced to this game? Yeah, so I got into the game through my friends. Um, I showed up at my friend's house one day. We went to the basement, and... The two of them were just like, oh, hey, we got to play this game. It's Mario Baseball. It's a ton of fun. Like, let's just go. Let's just go. (laughs) And then it's sort of weird. It sort of just morphed into this, like, thing between our friend group where we would just, you know, like once a week we would show up in my friend's basement. 
we would just throw on the GameCube, play Mario Baseball. I'd be running tournaments on my phone and everything like that. We'd be running little <laughs> brackets. Uh, we would be, like, running, like, seasons and everything like that. Um, and that started probably, like, early middle school, I want to say. And we kept it going, like, all the way through college. Like, we still play wow. it now. Yeah, I, I got into it through them. We were convinced for the longest time that we were the only ones still playing the game and that we had to, <laughs> we were for sure the best in the world because who else is playing this game still? Uh, and then, yeah, I stumbled upon the Discord and uh, we were wrong. We're not the best in the world. <laughs> There's a lot of other good players out there. But yeah, I, I it's uh, it's pretty interesting that just sort of discovering the community like that, uh, just stumbling upon it, uh, seeing that other people still same situation as us where they're still just keeping the game alive through their you know friend groups and we all kind of kind of found each other i think that's kind of how neil and i think uh as well in terms of uh, nightfire so neil and i will play nightfire constantly 007 nightfire one of our favorite games and in my mind no one else in the world is better than us at that <laughs> game but uh our best episode that we've ever had is on Nightfire. People clearly love this game, and I would love them to have a Nightfire community uh, like yours with, uh, with <laughs> baseball. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in terms of just the community, then what what got you into the community in that sense? Like, were you just kind of like dabbled at first, and then you're like, oh, okay, like this is something that I'd like to try out more? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I got into it because it was the very end of summer vacation. Uh, I want to say it was. Uh, it was after it was going into my junior year of college, the very end of summer vacation. Me and my friends just mm -hmm. ran like our final bracket of the summer, uh, so you know, kind of had a big finale before we all left for school. And I was like so into the game at that point. I was like, man, like I was just determined. I have to find if there's other people who play this game because I'm not gonna have anyone to play it with once we all go <laughs> to school. And so I was yeah. looking, I was looking online, and I stumbled upon the channel now known as Dinger City. Um, I saw upon one of their videos, they linked their Discord in the description of their videos, and I joined the Discord, I'm like, hey, what's up, uh, you know, I just found this, um, and through talking, it turned out I actually lived pretty close to them, um, so I've appeared on their channel a couple times, which is pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, so I was just like very, I got so into the game, and I was like, there has to be at least someone else that, like, you know, even if it was just one other small friend group, maybe we could, like, challenge them, and I don't really know. I was sort of thinking along that lines, and, you know, just trying to get more involved with the game, and then eventually I did stumble upon that Discord, which at the time probably had around 100 people in it. It wasn't that big. No, and I noticed now that there's a couple thousand, I think. Yeah, over 3,000-something. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't wow. checked in a while, but it's pretty big now. It was really surprising to me when I was, you know, we we like to do our research. Neil and I like to do our research yeah. with these uh, these games. And uh, every once in a while, I'll go and check out uh, Discords or go on Reddit, and I'll just kind of try and see what's going on. Like we found a community for Super Shrek Slam or whatever that that yeah. uh, game was, <laughs> which was pretty funny. But so this one, I figured that there was probably some kind of online community who who knows how big it was. And then I saw the size of the Discord and saw how active it is. And then I did a lot more research on yeah, like Dinger City, like you said, which is really kind of what made this game what it is today uh, we had just talked actually about last week about um battle for bikini bottom uh, and the whole speedrunning community around that mm -hmm. and that kind of reminded me of uh, of this game as well so it's it's just it's just crazy to see people uh have so much love for for a game especially a game like uh uh mario superstar baseball which is really the closest thing i can think of 
to the melee community mm-hmm. because of with like the technical aspects of the game and how many little glitches there are and how everyone's kind of trying to find the meta right uh, to to really play this game the best way. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned melee too because I'm actually a big melee player as well. I f- and like I feel like there's a lot of crossover. Yeah, yeah, we said that before <laughs> in the Discord uh, that we should try um, getting more like try mixing the scenes a little bit. There's a lot of melee players who are in the Discord. A lot of Mario baseball players who have like you know played in melee as well. Like there's a lot of crossover. I've even heard people say that uh, they'll bring uh, Mario baseball setups to their melee locals and just have like a side setup of <laughs> Mario baseball. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, but there is a lot of crossover. Okay, now when did the Mario Baseball community start to explode? Like, was it a 2020 thing? Like Mike mentioned earlier with the Shrek game, that was really like a pandemic game that was discovered randomly, like in 2020, I think it was. Uh, when, when did you find that Mario Baseball really started to hit its stride in, in your community? Yeah, so um, I joined late 2020 in the fall. Okay. Uh, Mario Baseball, it was slowly growing um, for around like the next year, um, it was basically growing with the pace of the Dinger City channel. Uh, right. Basically, everyone in that Discord, everyone in the community was, uh, you know, part of like the Dinger City community as well. It first started to get a big leap after uh, it was a foolish Bailey video. Their baseball channel, I believe it is, um, and mm-hmm. it was a side channel. Uh, it's foolish baseball is the main channel. Foolish Bailey is like one of the side channels, and it was just a video. Um, it was. Um, MLB equivalents in Mario Baseball. I don't remember the title, but that's what the video is about. Um, And that video got uploaded within 15 minutes or whatever of it getting uploaded. Someone sends it to the Discord and says, we all, like, at everyone, everyone needs to go to the comments and (laughs) tell everyone that this game exists. And so we did. We all went to the video. We're in the comments saying, like, oh, great video. By the way, there's a Mario Baseball community. Uh, You know, we were, like, liking the video, sharing and everything, trying to get the video going. Um, And it worked. I mean, the video did pretty well. um, And we got a lot of people joining the Discord. That was the first bump. Um, I think that was early 2021. Uh, And then... A little bit into uh, a few months later, like two or three months later, um, the big one was the action esports video. They uploaded a video that was not just about Mario Baseball, but it was specifically about the Mario Baseball community, uh, about like yeah. the Discord and Dinger City and all of that stuff. Um, I watched that. Yeah. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a yeah. That video was huge for us because it wasn't just about the game; it was specifically about the community. So it was directly just telling the world, like, hey, by the way, this community is active; it does exist. Um, and that video was really the one that helped take off the community. Um, it was really nice too because the community had been doing a lot of stuff before that video came out with, you know, like ranked net play tournaments, uh, the modding and all that stuff. So the groundwork was already laid. We just kind of needed the promotion. We needed the publicity. Like we needed somebody out there to just say like, hey, like look at what's going on here. Uh, and that video is what did it. Um, and then, yeah, it's been you know pretty pretty nice since then that's so cool i love the sound of that just how it like builds and builds and builds on a game that's 17 years old at this point it's <laughs> it's wild that you guys have managed to do that and is is it similar to the melee community where you guys are like purists where you have to meet in person on crt tvs with game cubes and discs or are there other ways to play mario uh, superstar baseball now there are very few people who will refuse to play any other way but CRT in person. Um, but uh, <laughs> the majority of people are playing online these days. Uh, we have a custom build of Dolphin Emulator uh, mm. called Project Rio. It's built, uh, it serves two main purposes right now. The first one is to optimize online play, to optimize net play. 
Um, And without going into too much detail, it essentially makes it so um, batting in the game and uh, fielding have zero lag. Uh, So all of those frame-perfect timings you need to do, you hit this. It's the same exact timing as if you were sitting on a CRT, you know, playing on your GameCube. Um, Wow. Yeah, and so those are the net play improvements. (laughs) The other half of Project Rio is stat collection. Um, If anyone's familiar with baseball, baseball like baseball fans, baseball players love stats. It's the favorite. They they always have these ridiculous stats and all these things that they're coming up with. We got involved with um, tracking the stats in the game. This um, Peacock Slayer, so the the one of the other lead modders was the first one who he like really pioneered the whole stat tracking thing he really put this massive uh massive uh stat tracking whole uh system together mm-hmm. where during a game the emulator is going to grab numbers out of the game grab all this data more than you'd ever think you'd need uh and then <laughs> him yeah him and his friend uh in the discord maybe john put together this whole web server database and everything where yes. the stats are oh sent God. to the database, stored, and you can go ahead and grab stuff from the database, from the server, and grab wow. all of these insane stats. Uh, so we have people in Discord saying, like, oh, after, you know, 54,000 plate appearances <laughs> or pitches thrown or whatever, like, this is how Boo as a pitcher is performing. Or wow. after, you know, 500 ranked games, like, this is what... Uh, Red Magic Koopa is compared to Blue Magic Koopa. Oh my god! <laughs> this is so yeah. cool, Neil. I want this for Nightfire so badly. This is the type of thing that I love about like the potential of Mario sports games, and it's yeah. the thing that Nintendo won't do is stats. Yeah, they never games. do stats. Right. Like no, like, like players eventually after playing the game for years will understand who the best player is. But you guys actually have thousands of potentially thousands of hours, thousands of pitches, thousands of at bats, like of data to to look at, and it just <sighs> creates like the ultimate team and that actually brings me to my like one of my questions here is like with these stats have you guys figured out like the best team the best like position each player should be at bowser's the best that's all i know (laughs) bowser is the best we didn't know that before the stats but um we've discovered like a lot more interesting things because of the stats um okay before we had stat collection and all that stuff a lot uh, or i want to say almost all of the community opinions were really just based off of feel and vibe and oh Mm. this is just like i think this character is better because Mm -hmm. it he does better on my team like there really wasn't (laughs) much of that that's fair um but now with the stats there's people can actually just back up their arguments say like hey well these top players have like this top player bats uh 450 with this character but uh they're batting (laughs) 520 with this other character you know clearly they're better at the bat at plate um (laughs) So we've had stuff like that. You're able to look into, like, take into perspective um, what variants of characters are maybe better than others. So in Mario Baseball, you can have different color variants of different characters. There's, like, Red Magic Koopa, Blue Magic Koopa. Uh, mm-hmm. There's Hammer Bro, Boomerang Bro, Fire Bro. Um, mm-hmm. And people have looked into that and say, like, okay, well, we've always thought that maybe hammer bro is the best of the three but what do the stats actually say like does boomerang bro actually have a niche uh does fire bro is maybe a sleeper pick and people would just look at the stats be like oh well no it looks like hammer bro is actually just hitting more home runs on average uh (laughs) or you know so stuff like that we have made a lot of uh sort of advancements where people are looking at the stats and just seeing what characters are actually were just slept on for a while. I know there's something recent where 
people were trying to look at Dixie Kong instead of Diddy Kong, and that wasn't very popular until someone looked at the stats and was like, Dixie Kong's actually a way better batter than Diddy Kong, and they're hmm. like comparable pitchers, so Dixie Kong might actually just be the better pick now. And now Dixie Kong's like becoming a popular character. <laughs> I love that this is basically like Moneyball. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mario Baseball. It's so good. That's I, I got to ask something with the stats. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like, delve on them too much uh, because we could talk about them all day. But what kind of crazy stats are there? Like, is there whip? Is there war? Like, I'm a big oh, baseball man. nerd. So I'm, I'm curious <laughs> of, like, what stats you guys are actually taking for these guys. So the database doesn't store those stats like directly i want to say um i'm not in i'm not too too involved with all the the stat stuff so i might have some stuff there's a little bit of gaps in my knowledge here but people can essentially we set it up is so people can grab the numbers that they meet that they need to calculate the stats that they want so we're not necessarily storing like Mm. this is um you know bowser slug like slg slug or ops like here it is yeah um but we have all the information where someone can go in and calculate what Bowser's OPS is. But uh, long answer short, you could probably calculate those stats if you know how to do it. If you just know what the math is, yeah. you could probably calculate it. It's just so funny that like when you look at the player's stats in game, like you're just playing the game normal like a normal <laughs> human being would, and it's it's just like you know little uh, little meters basically of like orange to green to red. But you guys have like to the micrometer how each player is like you've gone way beyond that and it 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 begs the question have you ever received any sort of like a cease and desist from nintendo no do they not we haven't heard anything from nintendo and we're pretty careful about keeping it that way sure so you know like one interesting thing in uh project rio is that there are um texture packs like custom textures that come with the emulator um which is you know Hmm. it was really cool in concept when i thought of it and after I had implemented the whole thing, I was like, all right, sweet, I wrote all the code, everything's done. Now I just have to add all the texture packs to the build. And I ran into an issue. I said, well, wait a minute. These are technically copyrighted Nintendo textures. I'm afraid mm. that if I put this out right. there as part of the build, we can actually get into a, like, we can, that actually might be grounds for them to just shut the project down. So I was like, I want none of this. So I went through all the texture packs that I made and I remade every single one from scratch every single pixel i was just like me drawing everything was just original so i said i'm not risking anything i don't care if it's a simple like leaf texture that was copied over like i don't care i don't want any any sort of problems here smart yeah we sort of follow off after what other communities like most namely melee does uh with you know slippy Mm -hmm. basically our philosophy is that if slippy is doing something you know for melee we're probably okay to do the same thing too. Um, because if anything, Nintendo is aware of Slippy and not aware of us. Yeah. And so if Slippy is doing, you know, some sort of mod or something added onto their emulator, we kind of just figure like, okay, we're probably safe to do that. We should be okay as long as we don't do anything extra that we might not be sure. Like if we're a little bit unsure, we're just going to err on the side of caution. Yeah, it probably it probably, it probably benefits you for Melee to be so huge because I think they are the bigger target. Yeah. Like if you just have this little niche Mario sports game community going on, they, they're probably less interested in that. But it was a real concern for like Mike and I too with our show. Like when we started it, we, we did have conversations. Like I wonder if this will ever <laughs> get shut down. Like a show called The GameCube was cool. Like we talk about Nintendo yeah. games. We have, you know, images with Nintendo. We use their music sometimes, but we're careful enough. It's, it's a risk that yeah. you take whenever you do any kind of uh, Nintendo project, unfortunately. But I wanted to ask, I know that there are two mario baseball games technically does your community at all like do you guys focus on the gamecube one specifically or is there any sort of crossover with the wii game 
Uh, our community is mostly the GameCube game. Some people of the community, like in the Discord, do play the Wii version, uh, Mario Super Sluggers. Right. There is a channel in the Discord where you can just talk about Sluggers, uh, though it's not very active. Um, I The communities don't cross over as much as you may think. Mm. I, I don't think Sluggers players really play um, Superstar Baseball as much, and Superstar players, um, I mean, you know... You know, they kind of just mm -hmm. have more, I guess. Like, there's a lot more mods and development for the game. There's online play. Uh, so super, if you're already a superstar player, you don't really have much of a reason to, like, switch to sluggers, I guess. Other than if you just think it's fun, which is perfectly fine. Um, but, yeah, there's not as much crossover. Um, the community is mostly just for superstar baseball. Okay. Um, Good. Yeah, the better, <laughs> the better game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you ask us in our unbiased opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like, up until like this project, doing this podcast, I really thought that every Mario sports game on Wii was a port of the GameCube version mm. because I only ever saw Mario Power Tennis on Wii and that was a, that's a port but the the sequel to Strikers is a sequel and the sequel to Mario Baseball even though they have very similar names it's a sequel technically it's not mm -hmm. very it's not very fleshed out or anything but it still is a sequel to the game nonetheless so I, I also always, like advertised it as it almost you yeah it's like a like because just because the GameCube didn't do well so the Wii was like hey here's like the new and improved version of Strikers right. or Baseball yeah mm -hmm. and it didn't go it didn't go quite as planned and it also came out very soon after the GameCube version too it's so Sold better. The Wii version definitely sold better than the GameCube one, but there was just more Wiis, so I guess that makes sense. <laughs> but I guess it's yeah. a lot like the uh, Smash Bros. community, where the first one or the the one on GameCube is the preferred choice. That that's good to hear. Yeah, it's yeah. I was gonna say it's funny. Uh, we talked about the Smash Bros. parallels because people in the community do draw the same exact parallel, where they say you know Superstar Baseball is more like Melee, where it's uh, there's more like tech. It's easier to become like better at the game, I guess. Um, and in the Wii version, uh, is more like Brawl, where it was made for a more, uh, less of a competitive, more of a fun party game type of yeah, experience. Right. Um, people do usually draw that same parallel, which is pretty interesting. Now we can talk about the nuances of the game forever. We, Neil and I already talked about it for a little bit in the beginning yeah. of this episode, but I do mm -hmm. want to talk about one specific thing that we didn't really touch on, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, the, the chemistry uh, of the of all the characters, because I think this is one of the most interesting stats, and I've never seen this, and probably never will, in mm -hmm. a Nintendo game. Uh, and you guys kind of, well, I guess everyone thought that forever, that chemistry, so... And when you're setting your lineup, there is a bit of a kind of chemistry bar at the top that shows you whether everyone's going to play together well. And most people, I guess, thought it was a binary thing. You know, Mario will play good with, with Luigi, Wario will play good with Waluigi, etc. But it turns out uh, that there is, you know, percentages, I guess. There's a massive kind of chart for chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry chart is actually really interesting. So instead of it just being a zero or a one, like... Do they have chemistry or do they not have chemistry? It is a number from 1 to uh, 99, I think. Wow. 0 to 100. Um, where there are certain thresholds. If you have chemistry of 90 to 100, then it's considered you have chemistry with that character. If it is... Oh, man. I, I always mix this up. <laughs> it's either 15 or below or 20 or below. I mm -hmm. think it might be 20 or below. Uh, you're considered to have anti-chemistry, which is when the characters <laughs> don't get along. Uh, so, uh, you know, Mario and Bowser. If Mario throws the ball to Bowser in the field, there's a chance that he throws it to the side or Bowser misses the ball wow. and, you know, a bunch of stuff. But if it's Mario thrown to Luigi with chemistry, the throw is actually boosted. It goes faster. 
Um, yeah, just so you know, the uh, Mario to Bowser or vice versa is a one. So it's a solid <laughs> one on yeah. the chemistry chart. The only uh, There's only a couple of ones. Uh, PD Piranha is a one with the pinata or whatever they're called from Sunshine, right. which is a, a strange one. Uh, there's some really like Boo and Luigi. Uh, I love that. Uh, yeah, they're pretty a low. a super low one, I think, with nine. Uh, we have Peach and Bowser also a nine. So, yeah, it's... The, the fact, like, how specific this is and mm-hmm. the, the, the fact that you guys were able to find this and kind of yeah. dig through this in the code is just amazing. Yeah, and, yeah, it goes a little bit deeper, too. Um, at the start of every single game, you have what's called a team star value. Uh, it's ranging from 0 to 5. And essentially, everyone sort of knew that if there is more chemistry, more synergy with your team, you had higher team stars. If there is not a lot of chemistry or, or synergy with your team, you had low team stars. Right. Um, and we... It was always a mystery, like, how on earth is the game just, like, deciding these numbers? We had our theories, but they weren't always true. There's always exceptions. And it turned out those specific ca- uh, chemistry values were used to calculate your team stars. It would essentially, it would average what the uh, average chemistry is f- with uh, your eight players with the captain. It would oh. take the average of chemistry with your captain and then check uh, certain ranges. If it was above... If the average was above 70 chemistry, you have a five-star team. If it's uh, 55 to 70, it's a four-star team, uh, and so on. I don't remember all the numbers, but it's something along those lines, um, which is, again, just, like, such an interesting concept that, you know, the developers have thought of uh, to, you know, just make the game more cool. <laughs> but it's a factor of real-life baseball, too, is, like, pairing mm-hmm. up certain players together yeah. on teams or in, with certain games against certain other teams. Like, it, it's definitely a factor when you're building a team. Like, Mike mentioned Moneyball earlier. Uh, it kind of, like, ties into that again. And I don't think that ever happened in another Mario sports game. I'm no. trying to think the only other popular team sports Mario game is Strikers, and I don't think there's anything like that. Uh, the characters all have their own individual stats, but I don't know if having another player on your team influences their ability, decreases or increases it, or increases your chance of getting star power. Like, that's very specific to Mario Baseball. That's such a cool factor. Like, it, this game is a really good baseball sim. That's something that we haven't <laughs> said yet. Like, yeah. like yeah. It, it, it's an arcade <laughs> baseball game, but it's also, like, a very good... Like, we, we had some EA uh, MLB games on GameCube, but this is a really close clone to them at the end mm-hmm. of the day. If you remove items and everything, you have a really good baseball sim here. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that's why the, that's what makes it so interesting with the stats, too. Right. That's why I would love to have some stats playing this game. So I definitely understand the the, the motive uh, to try and do that. And mm-hmm. uh, Little Coax, I have a question for you in terms of, is there anything you would want to change in Mario Baseball? Because obviously you've you've gone through the code, you've you've played this game tons of times, you definitely know it's pros, but what, what cons do you have for this game? That's a good question. Um... There's some very, like, specific sort of nitpicky things that I would change if I could. Um, so one example, I guess, would be that uh, in the meta right now, at least in the Superstar characters off meta, um, a lot of the good fielders in the game are also good batters, mm-hmm. which to me, like, it's fine because a lot of the characters are just really good, and in my opinion, when the characters are all really good, it just makes the game more fun. Um, but at the same time, some characters that have, like, specific niches as, you know, old, like, they're really good at the field, but they're not at great at bat, they don't see that much play, because there's probably just a better alternative who can hit both roles of being a good fielder and a good batter. So, one of those, that's probably something I would change, um, 
There's some also small things I would change, like maybe I would give some cool abilities to just more characters. Uh, Ball Dash is probably the funniest ability in the game. Uh, for those at home who don't know what it uh, don't know what it does, if you're in the field and you're holding the ball in your hand, your speed gets I don't know what the the amount is, but it gets multiplied a ton. Like <laughs> your character just starts zooming across the screen, <laughs> and it's basically impossible to lose a rundown. You'll always catch them. Uh, uh, and there's even clips of people like they'll have Monty Mole, you know, a ball dasher in right field. They'll make a catch, and someone's trying to steal th th uh, third. You know, go home. And Monty runs all the way from the outfield and makes the play. It's hysterical. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh. Unfortunately, though, the two characters who have Ball Dash, Monty and Goomba, are not the greatest characters, so you don't really sure. see it that much. So that is another thing I might change. You know, maybe give you know abilities like Ball Dash, maybe to give them to some better characters or buff those characters. Yeah. Honestly, there's not much else. I would change that's like not very oddly specific <laughs> so there aren't there aren't like a lot of game breaking bugs in this one like i know that we've compared this game a lot to melee which the reason why that game is so big is because it's inherently broken like a lot of yeah. a lot of the, <laughs> like, like the fight the fighters moves it, it's there's frames missing and everything is there anything like that in mario superstar baseball that that is in there that people can exploit that might need to be fixed or is it a pretty sound game it is mostly pretty stable. Uh, there are two things that come to mind whenever something like game breaking is brought up. The first one is something that we don't really deal with a lot anymore. It's called glitch bunting or just fielder glitching in general. Basically, when you're in the field, the game will automatically decide who you have control of in the field. You don't control nine characters, uh, you know, at the simultaneously. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, the game just decides based on the direction that the ball is moving and distance to the ball, maybe some other factors, it'll decide who you have control of. Uh, but there are some bugs with it. Um, if you bunt the ball with the inside of your bat, it'll cause the ball to pop straight up and then just fall straight down, <laughs> barely move, and it just, uh, the fielder AI just really doesn't like it for some reason. <laughs> it'll give you control of the pitcher, then it'll be like, oh wait, no, uh, actually you have the catcher. Oh wait, no, you oh. actually have the third baseman, uh, actually you have the left fielder right now. Uh, and then it's all over the place. And essentially what happens is that it's almost a free single. It doesn't really feel like you earn the hit. Mm. People don't like it. And so something like that isn't the biggest deal in the world because you can kind of just ban it as it's a blanket rule, right? So right. in Melee, they ban something like the Ice Climber's Freeze Glitch where you can't just freeze your opponent and then just get an infinite combo guaranteed. Right. So something like that, it's pretty easily just verbally say like, okay, you can't do the glitch bunts. Like that's not really fair. You can't hit the ball where the AI doesn't know where the ball is. Yeah. We instead use a, a mod to allow you to manually select which character you're using. It's an easier way to just sort of automate the process of like, okay, well, if you're going to try to use these glitch bunts, it's not going to work because the fielder is going to be ready for it. it. It sort of helps us moderate the game that way. The other thing that comes to mind is a little bit more recent. It's uh, called Dingus Bunting. It's essentially, <laughs> it's another fielder AI manipulation, also along the lines of bunting, which is funny. We discovered that if you're holding down bunt, the corner baseman, so first base and third base, while you're holding bunt, while the pitch is being thrown, they run in to cover the bunt. Right. Uh, so what you do with Dingus Bunting is that you hold bunt, and at the last second you pull it back and actually hit the ball. <laughs> and since the corner baseman have moved in a lot, they're basically useless now because they're not going to be able to make the play in time. The ball is always going to go past them. And again, it's, those are one of those, that's one of those things where we can just verbally say, you know, on the vanilla console, like, all right, no dingus bunch. Like if you hold a bunch, yeah. you have to, you mm -hmm. have to bunt or you can't swing afterwards. On the emulator, we also just use another mod to take care of that. So 
those two things aren't uh, aren't issues in the competitive scene because we have just banned them essentially. Other than that, though, there's really not much else that sort of just breaks the game. I would say. Okay. Which is pretty good. <laughs> well, our last question to you then is: What is your ideal lineup? Who do you have uh, starting? <laughs> Who's your starting? Oh, guy? Who's your bench? Yeah. <laughs> my start. My ideal lineup. Um, I'm going to take. Uh, very unsurprisingly, Bowser. I think sure. that's a very good, yeah, pretty solid choice. I'll throw Bowser mm -hmm. at catcher. Most people will take Boo as the pitcher. I've been, uh, I've always been a Diddy Kong fan, but I've been liking Dixie a little bit more because of the new stats we found. Mm -hmm. uh, so I probably take Dixie catch, uh, Dixie pitcher. I go with a Donkey Kong shortstop. Got that big reach for yeah. His <laughs> dive is way longer than you'd think it would be. It's really funny. <laughs> I, I'll go with the Donkey Kong short, Birdo second base. I want to go Hammer Bro first base, oh. Magic Koopa third base. Mm. And then we'll go Yoshi left field. Nice. Probably, I've been liking Luigi a bit more lately, so I'm going to go with Luigi right field, and then maybe um, we'll go with Toadsworth in the center field. I, I'm a big Toadsworth fan, too. Oh, okay. Oh, so are we. Yeah, we, he died, but now he's back to life. Yeah. yeah. He has an interesting, <laughs> has a very interesting bat. He uses his cane to hit, which, yeah. is, which is fun. <laughs> and yeah. do, you have a, do you have a specific team that like you like to use? Or I guess if you're Bowser, you're one of the Bowser teams? Like, what's your what's your pick there? I take Bowser because I don't like when the other person has Bowser. Sure. <laughs> mm. If it was up to me, though, I actually prefer using Donkey Kong teams, like Donkey Kong Captain teams, a little bit more. Okay. I just really like the character. He's he's an all-arounder, like, great. He can go for home runs. He's a great uh, singles hitter. He's got a great star swing. He's a great shortstop. Uh, he kind of just fills every single role. So I'm a big Donkey Kong fan. He's got that boxing glove to hit, too. Yeah, the boxing <laughs> glove. It's awesome. He punches the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see Donkey Kong in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he'll be there. <laughs> but uh, Little Cokes, thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate you taking the time and taking us through this uh, unique game on the GameCube. And I love that there's such a cool community around it. And why don't you take this time right now to plug this amazing community? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so first of all, Thanks for having me on. Uh, this is a lot of fun to just talk about Mario Baseball for a bit. I <laughs> uh, you know, one of my favorite games. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, but yeah, so this is uh, I'm in the Mario Baseball, Mario Superstar Baseball community. We are pretty small community, but we're growing steadily. We got a lot of stuff going on. We have, uh, we have online tournaments. We have ranked online play uh, with whole leaderboards and everything like that. Um, we have, you know, there's speedrunners. There's people who like running, uh, you know, only looking at stats. There's people who just like playing uh, for fun, playing exhibition games, playing story mode, all this stuff. Um, you can find the community, really get involved. Uh, there's too many ways to do that. First way is to head on over to the Dinger City YouTube channel. They have the Discord link in the description of their videos. Uh, so if you want to get involved, there's a good place to start. Or the uh, Project Rio website. It's projectrio.online. So projectrio.online. Um, there's, you know, Discord links, the leaderboards are all posted there. You can download the emulator on there as well. Yeah, uh, those are great ways to get involved with the community. Uh, and, you know, hopefully you join. It's a great time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you did an absolutely 
fantastic job of selling the game even to us we, we own the game and like i want to buy another yeah. copy now after <laughs> yeah. talking to you like the, the absolute treat having you on so thank you so much for taking the time and if they if nintendo ever get off their get off their butts and put out another mario baseball game because my gosh it's been way too long we'll definitely have to invite you back on to get your opinion on it because oh, for sure you're the expert so uh hopefully we'll have you on again real soon sweet awesome yeah thank you for having me take it easy what a nice young man what a nice young man thank you very much little cokes for coming on just a wealth of knowledge that uh, I couldn't even have dreamt that this existed before today. My no. God, what a what an amazing community! What an amazing game! Honestly, the fact that they uh, these guys have been able to kind of break this game down and mm-hmm. the stats is actually what really gets me going. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I would. This is yeah. You you and I say this all the time. Like I would love to see some stats on on my characters because uh, you play these for years. Like, they're just pick-up-and-play games, so I want to see my, my all-time stats. And it fits so well in baseball. Like, yes. I'm I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised that this community found doing baseball stats as part of the uh, the meta of this game. Like, yeah. it just makes sense. It fits so well into baseball. It makes sense that a Mario baseball game would attract those types of people as well, which is terrific. Mike, you love stats in baseball. Uh, I, I wasn't as big into it when we played baseball back in the day, but I, I know it was always fun to, like, in a game, at least try and figure out your... Your like your batting yeah. average and and like your, your your how many doubles did you get? Like we we loved keeping score at baseball games and everything as kids. You used to buy the programs to to like find out who got out at first the most and stuff. We used to do all that yeah, type of thing. Yeah. So it was really fun. But um, yeah, no, super happy to have uh, little Cokes on today to just show shed some light on that community and how similar they are to the melee community. They're kind of like the little brother almost. Really cool stuff. A few things that we didn't get a chance to talk about though uh, in the intro or with little Cokes is uh, references to other. Mar- Mario games. I love how Nintendo does this. Little small crossovers in the other Mario franchises. So just a few here I wanted to list off. One thing that stands out right away is that there's a Super Mario Bros. loading screen in between the games, which I thought is a really cute little chart, like cute little uh, callback to an old Mario game. Like Mario games don't do that as much, at least not the spinoffs. You might see that in a mainline Mario game, but to see the 8-bit Mario hitting a question mark block, really neat. That was really cool. That was just something that I was not expecting for sure. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what the heck? This is so cool. Um, then there's also a reference to Super Mario World. Uh, Yoshi's house can be seen behind home plate in Yoshi Park, mm. my personal favorite stadium, obviously. Yes. Uh, Super Mario All-Stars. There's a, the Super Mario All-Stars team uh, name is a reference to this game, obviously. Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Uh, the Yoshi Islanders team uh, name is a reference to that game. There's Luigi's Mansion with the Luigi Mansioneers and the Luigi Vacuum team, obviously a reference. Mario Sunshine, another reference to the team as well they did a lot of that uh also mario kart double dash some of the voice clips are reused from that game so yeah a lot of nice little references there Uh, not as many as a melee or a smash bros game but still a few nonetheless it's crazy the fact that i'm not sure if you saw this neil but you were talking about Mm. some of the team names so depending on who you choose for your team when you're getting everything set up like we talked about earlier how most of this game is setting up your team which i love um Mm -hmm. The, there are 48 different variations of logos that <laughs> exist for all the different teams because, again, yep. uh, there's 32 characters and there's a whole bunch of different uh, characters that can be captain and then the permutations are crazy. But, yeah, 48 logos that some designer had to make that are all quite unique. It's not like they just copy and pasted them. Uh, they're all unique in their own way. Like Bowser's are all a little different. Same with Luigi's. They're all kind of on the same Luigi, I guess, 
aspect, but uh, they mm-hmm. just build off of them. And that was the first thing I thought of as a designer. It was like, oh my god, this is so much work for such a little, <laughs> just a little thing. But it makes the game so much better. And I think that's like the hallmark of this game is an insane amount of time put in to really small details. I would have gone a step further with this, like by today, like with today's technology, with online shopping and everything. Imagine having the ability to go to Nintendo.com, like when a Mario Strikers comes out or a Mario Baseball comes out, to have the ability to take a team logo and make a jersey, make a hat, put your last name on it. Oh like I would God. love to have a Mario Baseball jersey. I already have my Mario Strikers jersey, <laughs> but it'd be just so cool. Like imagine having all 48 hats from the, like the people would collect those. There's no, like with Amiibos being as big as they were, not many because there aren't like that many crazy baseball fans. I know you would. Would. I, I know would. you would go. You would go for every baseball hat if they had those. I would love a Luigi's a Luigi gentleman hat if I could get That's one. That's a be sick great. logo. I love that. I one. love that one. It's like it's like Irish kind of. It's it's oh, it's so. These are all. I like Luigi's logos. They're really good. Um, one, I'm to look at some of the other ones here, but God, the ability to customize a jersey would be sick. It would be just amazing. And and one more fun fact I have is that there is a bubblegum version of this game for some reason it uh what? it comes in like a gamecube style case and it looks like a gamecube game but it's just bubblegum inside and it comes with a uh, some stickers as well i think but i've seen this on our gamecube enthusiasts uh channel on facebook and uh yeah this is a real thing they made a kind of bubblegum chewing uh gum kind of uh promotional item for this game huh and now, like, when you see it on the GameCube enthusiast page, is the gum still in there, or is it just, like, the hollow It's just the toy? case, yeah, yeah. That'd be, I would love to know what the gum tastes like after 17 years. That would be absolutely disgusting. But the the video game itself, the real game, closes out with a nice... I actually really like the uh, the closing cutscene in this game. It's after you... Uh, if you beat Bowser on uh, the hardest difficulty, I believe, in the game, you get to see the true ending uh, of the mm-hmm. of the story, which is nice. And it's basically a Field of Dreams uh, reference or uh, love letter, I suppose. And all the characters come out. They're in a cornfield. There's a baseball diamond made in the middle of a cornfield, just like from the movie. Uh, Bowser's there. He comes back. And they're kind of playing like a nice pickup game of baseball, basically. Uh, when Bowser shows up, it gets a little bit more intense all over <laughs> again, sort of starting back like uh, back where to where they started at the beginning of the game, where Bowser yep. was challenging everyone to baseball. Uh, Mario throws a baseball right at Bowser, you know, the starting pitch, and the, you see the baseball slowly come out the camera, and it says, we love baseball on the ball. <laughs> Spoilers to the end of Mario's Superstar Baseball, no. by the way, but <laughs> I, I love I love Field of Dreams. It's a nice movie, and I like that they did that reference, too. There aren't too many baseball movies that you can reference, but that's a good one. Um, but yeah, such a cool way to, uh, to just, uh, I guess, shout out to one of the greatest baseball movies of all time, and uh, one of the greatest Mario baseball sports games of all time, too, because there's only two of them. <laughs> there's, there's only two of them, unfortunately. <laughs> but before yeah. we get into what is going to happen with Mario Baseball in the future, Neil, we didn't say archons for this game. And oh, even though it yeah. is a great game and there are few cons to find, as Little Coax was saying, mostly just, just nitpicky things. But, you know, yeah. we, we talked about earlier how it didn't get amazing reviews when it came out. And uh, some people criticized it for stupid reasons, like saying that it was uh, it was too short or the gameplay, yeah. the mechanics weren't great, which is insane because the mechanics were better than any game that was out at the time. And in my opinion, Mike, if you if you uh, if your argument is that a Mario sports game is too short, it's uh, just kind of indicative that you don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, but my my big thing that some reviewers did bring up back in the day is that there's no regular season mode. And this is probably the only the real con that I have, because the fact that you can't take a team through a mini season with such a technically in-depth game 
it's uh, cool. it's definitely just kind of a casualty of not having enough time uh, from a dev point of view. You know, they, they like I said, they built this incredibly deep and complex system, but uh, being mm-hmm. 2005 and, you know, this is the end of the GameCube life cycle, mm-hmm. they, they, there's no way they were going to give the extra time to create uh, what could have been one of the coolest things ever in a Mario game, which would be like kind oh, of yeah. a full season. We got a little taste of it with Strikers, with the cups, how it's uh, right. it's kind of a table that you go through in terms of you're trying to get uh, be the number one spot rather than like a tournament bracket. It would be so, so cool if they could have done some kind of regular season mode uh, for, for this. Definitely. And they even have the stadiums and the assets to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about just now with the Field of Dreams stadium that they, they rendered that. It's not, it wasn't in-game footage. It was, it was you know, a pre-rendered cutscene, sure. But how cool would it have been, Mike, to have started off as a farm team like yeah. you're just a pick, like a pickup team of bit like you know you get your you get your Toadsworth you get your Yoshi you get your Bowser team you make your team you get your stats they're very basic you start off as a farm team in Idaho or something and you're playing baseball <laughs> and everything and then you work your way up through the ranks like it would be like kind of a very much like a career mode I think they've done stuff like this in FIFA uh, yeah. or oh, yeah. uh, NF, NFL uh, be yeah, a pro Madden. mode. Exactly. Do that with with Mario. But you can go from the cornfield to, I don't know, like Yoshi's Island or something. And then you can go to Isle Delfino for like spring training, basically. (laughs) And this would be like in the newest Mario game, I suppose, where you have like, but then you play the World Series in New Donk City or something. Like you would work your way up from the farm team, almost like Guitar Hero too. You work your way up from farm team to spring training to like the rookie team to the World Series champs. Like that's just such a cool way. They should do that, honestly, in every Mario sports game, not just baseball. Um, But it is, I, I do agree with you that that was that was one of my points too was missing was a career mode yeah that's the one thing that i would have loved to see but we basically have gotten that with this amazing online community that uh mm-hmm. that little coax is part of that is still extremely active or not still is like becoming even more active. picking up steam yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not slowing down no i have a few more cons on my side i'll start with the next one here i suppose one of my uh issues with the game uh which could have been fixed on the wii u or 3ds was that when when the ball is hit to the outfield, it, it's far out. It's kind of hard to tell for me, at least, where the base runner is and like how much space I have, like how much time I have sure. to advance my base runners. So the second screen of the Wii U and the 3DS and the DS would have uh, would have benefited from having a standalone Mario Mario baseball game on it because you could have had the infield on the lower screen and then the outfield players on the upper screen. That way, you can kind of know what's going on, what's happening. It'd be harder to do that on Switch, but on GameCube, even to have like a bubble pop up or the screen to split in half, I don't know how you would remedy it they do have the players you know on the base on the bases kind of icon that that they do in regular baseball uh, when you're watching on tv they did that but it would have been nicer to have been able to see where the runners are exactly it would have been a lot nicer for that for sure i mean i think this is also just like a product of the times too, like 2005 graphics sure but yeah no, i mean again nitpicky things that aren't massive like this <sighs> game is just a, a a complex deep amazing uh sports game for Basically, that's just trying to be a almost throwaway Mario arcade game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a last, a last uh, entry, a very late entry on the GameCube too. My last uh, negative towards the game, and then we can move on from this. Or if you have more, you can say them. I can't stand the announcer in this game. Oh, I think yeah. it's supposed to be Lakitu. Uh, anytime <laughs> there was a strike, I was like, God damn it, we have to hear the streak again. <laughs> and it just—it's every time. It's the exact same pitch. It's the exact same sound bite every single time. There's a strike, and I just wish that there was a little bit more. Honestly, I wish it could have just been like a real umpire voice. Uh, would have been just fine with that, but um, yeah, that that could have been changed. We didn't get a chance to ask uh, Little Coax if they <laughs> managed to uh, mod that out of the game, but <laughs> if they could remove that, replace it with another voice, that would be 
splendid. Lakitu has been relieved of his duties. <laughs> He's been retired, yeah. But what about you, Mike? Do you have any other improvements to the game you'd like to make? Or are you pretty much uh, all set on Mario Superstar Baseball? I'm all set on Mario Superstar Baseball here on 97.8 The Cube FM. The Cube. But uh, why don't you read the back of the case now, Neil, so we can close out the ninth inning of this episode. All right, sounds good. But first, Victor, hit us with that sweet jingle. It's time to read what's on the back of the case. There's things written on the back of the case. Let's read them. And now we're reading the back of the case. Play ball. The superstars of the Mushroom Kingdom have gathered on the diamond to power up America's game. Pick a captain, fill your team with your favorite characters from the Mario universe, then hit the field. Each captain has a special star skill for pitching and batting. So whether you're hurling fireballs as Mario or blasting curving banana ball dingers as DK, you've never played ball like this. Interesting that they reference America in uh, on the back That's of the case. I wonder game. if they have that for like the other, you know, the German cases, like the PAL cases. Uh, I'd be curious. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I I didn't even notice that. I literally just read the back of the case now, and it's uh, <laughs> this must have been why. Like I I can't like because. Baseball is pretty big in Japan. Like it's yeah. funny that they didn't they didn't have like I, I don't know how else you would say it, but like just, power you just up. wouldn't say America, I guess. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's interesting that they called out America specifically, especially since like you know you never get to play in any of the uh, like the actual official stadiums. That would be cool to have a crossover with Mario and uh, MLB The Show or uh, EA, yeah. whatever EA was doing. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like now that I think about it, Mario like never references places other than Mario and Sonic and the Olympic Games. Like they never reference actual places. It's always just Mushroom Kingdom. So uh is this is this the crossover we need? This is Mike. This is the this is the bridge between the the Mushroom Kingdom and the real world. There are some small <laughs> subtle references to the real world life. Like and I think Mario Land has like Egypt, like you're in Egypt and they have the pyramids out there. Sure, yeah. But nonetheless, I don't think that that is uh that is the reason why people are playing Mario baseball is the tie to America and America's favorite ta- pastime, but nonetheless it's obvious that this is a big growing community and there's a large growing fan base around uh Mario and the relationship between the Mario characters and baseball. That's true. Yeah, we would love a Mario baseball game, but uh, Nintendo doesn't seem interested in going back to this franchise because, like you said, Neil, we haven't seen a Mario baseball game in, is it 15 years now? Uh, 14 years, 14 Mike. Years. I'm holding the Wii case for Mario Superstar or Mario Super Sluggers on Wii, and 2008 was when that game came out. So that game actually did really well. Uh, I believe it sold about twice as much as uh, the GameCube version. It sold 2.3 million units and actually reviewed a little bit better too. So Mario Baseball as a franchise was actually on on the upswing, to use a golf pun. <laughs> um, so it's kind of strange to see that Nintendo has left the franchise behind. We have, we've seen Mario baseball in Mario sports mixes and Mario and Sonic at the Olympics or whatever kind of, you know, Wii sports you have. So they do make baseball games kind of, but we haven't seen a standalone Mario baseball game. So, uh, I guess we can kind of do things a little bit out of order, uh, for our closing segments, but where do you see Mario baseball going forward? I mean, you would think that they would make a new game of it, right? Like it's... It's not like it's sold. We we talked about all the stats at the beginning of the episode, but it's not like it's sold insanely bad or something. It's not like it no. it just bombed and and like you said, same with the Wii one. It's a it's a solid game. It's got a community around it. I know Nintendo doesn't care if there's a community or not <laughs> no. around a game. Clearly, no. but but it's 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 interesting uh, what will happen with it. And I'm not really sure. I think like in my mind, I would love them to do it. Right, I would love to see 
them create this game again. But the thing is, for one, it won't wouldn't it be with Namco. You know, right. Namco made this game. We 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 talked about that briefly, obviously at the beginning. But it's pretty crazy to think of that Namco was making <laughs> a baseball Mario game. So Nintendo would never allow that to happen. It would definitely be Nintendo EAD uh, or whoever is doing the Mario Golf and Mario Tennis games, uh, which are fine. Those games are are okay games and i think the golf one is better than the tennis one but they're they're not as complex as something like this and i don't see how they would ever be able to do this game justice is kind of where my mind's at with it because the the good people on on uh, uh in this community are doing it justice currently like they're basically making a better version of the game almost and as they go more and more into the code and kind of learn more about the game and the metas and everything i think they're gonna end up doing it like what they do with melee and kind of improving the game so it's i i think that we may get a mario baseball game in the future but i don't really want there to be I, I agree with you there in that the community, the co- competitive community that is building and growing will continue to work with uh, Mario Superstar Baseball um, just because they've invested so much time into it now and it has the the, the, the trappings of the game that they want to play. Uh, if, Mar- if, if Nintendo are to make another baseball game, and I think that they will, uh, I think that they're going to remove a lot of what makes that game special and what makes that game yes. great. They're going to make it very vanilla. It's going to be on par with what they... Again, another bol- another golf pun. Damn it. It's going to be on <laughs> par with what they've done for the last three Mario sports games. Uh, my prediction is that Nintendo will announce Mario Baseball on Switch early in 2023, and it'll come out probably around the same time as Strikers did this year, probably in the summer. Uh, I think Nintendo's going to complete their uh, their four Mario sports games. Uh, what's that? A, not a tri... What's after a trifecta? Quadtrecta? What, what I, don't be? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Saga. <laughs> a saga. <laughs> They're going to complete the Mario uh, Sports Saga. I kind of wish that they would add another sport to the to the franchise or to the to you the make, you make the it series and make it a true saga. Make it well five, I and guess. Five, but yeah. <laughs> or si- skip. No, they're going to skip right to the sixth sport. They're going <laughs> to. We're not doing a fifth one. Um, but no, I think that they're going to release a Mario baseball game next mm-hmm. year, and I think it's going to be very light on content when it comes out because this is what we've seen now three times in a row, and uh, yep. it seems to be a bit of a trend. Um, and I think it'll be fine. Like, I think it's going to be a good game to play for five minutes, 20 minutes when you're on the bus, on the train, you know, play a quick exhibition game, play three innings, do a home run derby, uh, play some mini games if that's what you want to do. It's going to look a lot like Mario Tennis Golf and, and Strikers. Um, but yeah, I think that even though it's been 14 years, I think that they're going to come out with a Mario baseball game next year. And I think it'll probably sell, I'm going to say 4 million copies on Switch, and not great on the Switch, considering this the Switch is such a, you know, over 100 million sold at this point, right? Over 100 million Switches, so like a 5% attach rate, not great for a Mario game, but it'll still probably outsell both Mario baseball games combined. Well, 4 million would make it the number one Mario sports game of all time, not counting Strikers yet, but uh, so could it be the number one of all time? Oh, right, yeah. We'll see. Uh, Honestly, Neil, just give me more Mario Party Baseball. Oh my God! Yes, uh, the arcade game there when you find it in in Super Mario Party in the Toad's Den or whatever that is honestly <laughs> the best baseball game that Nintendo has put out since this one. Dude, I'm so I'm so happy that you discovered that. Yeah, the Mario Super Mario Party baseball mode that is such a fun baseball game. So simple, uh, but so we we played that a bunch at the cottage it's last really year. Really addicting. 
Can't wait to play it more this year. But <laughs> going back to Mario on GameCube, Mike, do you suggest that the fans pick up Mario Superstar Baseball? If you can find it for $75, like Neil said earlier on in this show, uh, absolutely you should because that's a steal. It's uh, I often see it at stores for a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a fantastic game. It's got this growing community. Uh, so that means that if the community is growing, this game is going to get a lot more expensive. So I would say pick it up. Yep, definitely pick it up. I highly agree. Uh, even though it's my least favorite Mario sports game on the GameCube, not my least favorite, but my least played uh, Mario sports game on the GameCube. I just picked it up later in life. I, Me too. I, I don't I don't find baseball video games as exciting to play as tennis or soccer. So it just doesn't drag me in as much. I also find hitting to be a little bit frustrating. But once you get the hang of this game, you're going to have a lot of fun. It, it's a it's a good game to play. Fun to play with friends. There's a bunch of mini games. There's a micro career mode in there. There's the exhibition games. So it's definitely a must have for GameCube owners. If you're a Nintendo collector, you're going to buy every Mario game anyway. So you might as well save yourself the headache and the stress of seeing this game go up to hundreds of dollars in a few years and pick it up now when you can and you're going to have a pretty good time. But Mike, while I'm sitting around here waiting for the new Mario baseball game to come out on switch and sell 20 million copies i'm going to up that prediction out to 20 million copies next year why don't you let the listeners know what they can expect next week on episode 107 of the gamecube was cool podcast we're going to be off the radio next week that's right next week we're back in the studio we will be out of the radio uh limelight we'll be back on the radio in a year time i'm sure to do something else it's, it's always mario games we got we had double dash we had a sunshine now we got mario cool. baseball who knows Our- it'll be mario baseball 2 I was going to say, Mike, are we done Mario games on GameCube? Oh, my God. Are we? <gasps> wow. That's kind of a sad realization, but obviously it we'll happened. be going back to Mario games. Uh, they Spoiler alert, they exist all the time. There's no, there's, there's no more. There's no more. <laughs> uh, we uh, we are done the Mario games on the GameCube. That's, that's all of them. Uh, and wow. we, we will still be talking about some of Mario's companions, like Donkey Kong Jungle Beat coming up in a few weeks but before we do that we're going to be talking about extreme sports games uh from 2003 to 2004 uh there are still some to cover we talked about this a hundred episodes ago on episode six which is just (laughs) crazy to think about uh did these uh did these games justice that was the 2002 2001 to 2002 games and there were a lot of them so Mm -hmm. (laughs) we got to talk about the ones that were a little later on and uh, we're gonna have a great time doing that with some great guests yeah, I'm really excited to go back to it. That was one of our first episodes that we did where I was like, man, that was a lot of fun uh, mm-hmm. podcasting with all the guys coming on and talking about like eight games in one day. We're going to be doing that again. I love talking about nine games in a row uh, just to tire myself out a little <laughs> bit. But uh, yeah, the extreme sports games, we we love them. Obviously, we love Tony Hawk and Matt Hoffman and all the other aggressive inlines, uh, BMX, X. Yeah, definitely go back and check out that episode from uh, 100 episodes ago. Gosh, we were so young and naive back then. <laughs> Hard to believe that we can talk about episodes from 100, like 100 episodes ago. It's uh, pretty cool to, to think, but it's going to be a ton of fun. Can't wait to record it. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to episode 106 of the GameCube School podcast. New episode every Thursday on all the major podcast services and sometimes on the radio. Leave us a rating and a review so we can make the show better. You can support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash the GameCube was cool. All patrons get the show ad free and a little early. Thank you so much. So much to everyone over there and you can follow us for free on instagram twitter or facebook and join the weekly conversation on our discord channel just search the gamecube was cool share us with your friends and family tell the ghost of toadsworth neil says hi thank you so much for the support and we will see you next week see you later streak gamecube over
600 games you've never heard of. GameCube. The product of what happens when you think inside the box. It's still fun. I really want to just pitch uh, to. Uh, I want to do the PD Piranha to to Peach. I think that's the worst one. That's a half percentage. <laughs> who, who do you think throws the opening pitch at a Mario baseball game? Toadsworth, the ghost. The ghost of Toadsworth. <laughs> just, just wheel him out. Wheel him out. Hmm. Poor Toadsworth. <laughs>